Alright, but all right, gentlemen, are we ready? Let's do it. You betcha. Always. Shiny. Hello, Internet 10. Welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. So here we are on the raggedy edge. I'm Neil Cordran. I'm joined this week by... Michael. The one true Ben. And... And today... Well, so here's us. Yeah, here's us <laughs> on the raggedy edge, and you can't stop the signal. And a couple thousand other quotes that we we could really just do an episode of quoting the show we're going to talk about today, uh, but we're not going to do that to you uh, today. We are talking about Firefly, and Ben, do you need to answer that phone? <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> Mine was set on silence. Yes, it was. <laughs> Uh, apparently, I need to update my uh, address for to make sure that I get my uh, backer rewards for MST3K. And fitting that it's a Jane quote. Yes, uh, we're going to be talking about Firefly. Before we talk about Firefly, though, we have a little bit of bookkeeping to to, uh, to attend to podcast wide. Um, first off, thank you to our second patron on Patreon, uh, who just wished to be identified as Carrie, no last name given. Thank you very much, sir. You are a handsome gentleman, I assume. Is that your princess? Well, no. He's, we know he's a guy. Oh, uh, okay. But, um... Carrie Elwood. Yeah, well... Okay. Who knows? So, what's um, you can't, you can't prove Well, I just drank a glass full of chocolate milk. As close as I'm getting to Mutter's milk, because the recipe for that is disgusting. Um, <clears throat> I might have a beer later. I don't know. i got Guinness in the fridge still. Uh, <laughs> That's not beer. That's it's liquid bread. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, aside from that, um, we will not be giving. I, I'm, we are no longer going to be giving updates on the word count for um, for my novel in podcast proper. They are now going uh, where they were promised to go, which is in a patrons only post on Patreon. Now that now that, that, now that patron is plural. Yeah, now that there's more than one patron. Um, and what in in that post, if you uh, pledge the five dollar level or greater, mm-hmm. uh, you will find out. What episode we are recording on the day that we are posting, because I post on the same days we record, my current word count for the book, and um, what episodes we have coming down the pipe. Uh, what Essentially what we have in the can right now. So, that's the bookkeeping. Um, oh, uh, one other piece of bookkeeping. Um, if you have don't want to pledge to us monthly on Patreon, I've also set up a tip jar on uh, our website, www.workingtheoryproductions.com. Um, where you can just do a one-time donation via Stripe or PayPal. Because we, we really do, like, we lose money on this right now. I'd like to at least stop losing money. <clears throat> yeah, anyhow, that is that. And back to the matter at hand. Something about keeping the ship running, etc., etc. Yeah. <laughs> or she, the ship flying, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah we don't want to end up on the drift. Yeah, we want to keep <laughs> flying. Don't want to just be drifting through the black. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Oh. We're going to just quote the show. <laughs> no, oh, there will be a lot of quoting of the show. All, all, uh, sir, all that was promised was we would not spend the entire episode <laughs> quoting the show. We set the bar very low. <laughs> right. We may still spend the majority of the <laughs> Yes. Because my, my coat is of a brownish color. It was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> it will be instructive educational quotes, though. Yes. Um, so, Firefly. Um... It's worth mentioning um, right now. It's worth bringing up partially because we couldn't think of what else to talk about. 
and partially uh, because um, in the new Deadpool trailer uh, teaser that just dropped recently, uh, there were Firefly yeah. posters in the background. Yeah, one I've never seen before, too. Hmm. I, it may just be me, but I've never seen that particular poster before. I have. Okay. Um, it's actually the same one as on the board game. Okay. But so that's but Nathan Fillion also put it out as like, what's this on his Twitter? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that's a wink and a nod, and not just a Nathan being completely surprised like everyone else. Right. Um, Especially since Fox just stated not too long ago that they were open to continuing it. Right. They really like, but but they, but Joss has remained curiously silent about that as far as I know. Yeah. I I mean, if anything, I, I think, think he just doesn't want to jinx it. Yeah. Well, I think he's also done with it. Um. Just like Buffy, you know, but I don't know. I mean, but to be fair with Buffy, he continued the story with the comic book. He what she did with Firefly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, is Jed Whedon the son? Yes. He's been doing great with Shield. Yeah. And he knows his dad's materials. He could possibly continue. The whole fan live Whedon's. In any case, yeah. But yeah, Firefly. Firefly has has a unique impact on anybody's life who, who watches it. And you become, either you just don't get into it, or you become a... Rabbit fanatic. You become a flan. <laughs> yeah. Um, a flan? Yes. You become a custard? No. A delicious uh, custard with, <laughs> with caramel topping? <laughs> it's a... Flan was something that came about because Nathan Fillion was talking about all the Firefly flans. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, he he, he kind of so that was that became an affectionate term for Firefly fans. I don't know. I, I still say you you're just a brown coat. Brown coat is the still general still brown coat, but still accepted nomenclature. Anyways, um, either you become a brown coat or you just you know. So one thing I was kind of looking at is where do you first remember uh, your first Firefly episode? That sounds so intimate. <laughs> where it's were like you your first, first time? time. <laughs> where were you? Where were, I mean, everybody, you know, like everybody knows where they were on 9-11. It's everybody a where they, you know, JFK. I, I we're remember Firefly Bear and I remember where I was at 9-11. You remember your first doctor? No. <laughs> Spank me on the ass. Eh? Well, no, no. I mean, like, was it Tennant? Was it Eccleston? Was it yeah. Baker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it was, nobody? Like, yeah. yeah. What was, was the first time you watched Firefly? What was it like for you? I mean, what happened? Uh, I got shown, like, a couple small clips of it first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll try this. I had never even heard of it at the time. And it actually wasn't even uh, that long ago. It was when I was... Still living in the same complex, but we're in a different building. So it was within the last ten years, I think. Well, I think I got you beat. I actually only first saw Firefly about four years back. I was still in college. Yeah, I know. Wait, that was six years. God, I'm. I do know I binged as soon as I saw the first episode. I binged the rest. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Uh, cause I had my. Pretty much everyone I knew had watched Firefly. Um, and I was one of those holdouts, not because I didn't want to watch it, but because I knew it was going to end in 13 episodes in a movie. <laughs> um, Better to have loved and lost. You know? <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't want to watch this and really like it and then be mad, and then, and then get to experience the outrage all over, you know, 
many years after the fact that it's that it got ignominiously canceled. I look at it this way. At least you weren't really getting into it as it happened, and then the rug got pulled out from under you. At least you went into it having expectations. That's true. Uh, but I finally... Like your reason's the same reason my sister won't watch it. Yeah. I finally watched it, and I watched like, okay, the first two things. episodes... Sent my friend Kevin, who's this hu- who's a huge brown coat of text message, like, damn it, why did Firefly get canceled? <laughs> and he was like, I know, right? <laughs> I remember also, I think I watched Serenity first, um, which I because it was like on TV at one point and it was like on Sci-Fi or something. Hmm. You poor poor man. That's I liked Serenity. No, it's I great. It's just just watching it first. Yeah, is unfortunate because you appreciate it so much for on a first. More on a first viewing when you've seen the show. Yeah, actually, no. I remember I watched. Uh, I, we I talked about watching Serenity back in high school. Yeah, I had watched it, and I remember really liking Serenity, but I had never seen actually. I had never seen the, sh- the series. Um. So I honestly didn't really have like a particularly, you know, interesting story. I just a friend of mine said the show was good. And, had DVD, I fired it up, and the rest is history. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't even, <clears throat> I didn't realize uh, there's the whole episodes being <laughs> aired out of order until way after the fact. And then when I heard about that, it annoyed me. I'm like, dude, that's so important for this show. It's like, it's, it's both, it can both be an episodic and very non-episodic show because you have um, character development and, and such. Um, so yeah, thank you, Ben. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah. And Ben it. probably watched it when it was on TV. I remember seeing the the Firefly, you know, thing when it was on first on Sci-Fi. But no, the first time I watched it was it was a couple years after it was canceled. Um, my life was shit. Uh, I was just going through a divorce, and I decided to head down to Fayetteville to see my friend Cass, who I hadn't seen in upteen years. Um. So I go down there, you know, and um, he has, you know, he takes the day off. And he's like, you know what? You know what you need? You need some Firefly. I'm like, what? <laughs> so he t- sets me down, and he shows me not not the first one, but he starts me off with Our Mrs. Reynolds. <laughs> That's a good episode to start on. So yeah, I start off. One of the first lines I, I hear from you. Mal is, you know, I swear by my pretty floral bonnet, I will end you. <laughs> and <sighs> so, so the writing in that show is so damn good. Yeah. So and then I then I went back and I watched the whole thing, you know, from start to finish, in one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I do recall. Starting it on a Saturday when I was still in school and I wasn't working on Saturdays, and finishing it on a Saturday, <laughs> um, and it's all on Netflix except for Serenity is for some reason no longer on Netflix. Yeah. We binged before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before it was trendy, so, you guys. I guess I was mistaken about my. Fr- I think I've watched it so many times I can't remember my first time because I watched it. I saw Serenity in theater. Yeah. Oh, that's 2005. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. in that apartment just yet. Which is... <laughs> it's a good movie. I just wish they hadn't done a couple of things that they did, and I don't know whether it's spoilers to talk it's about that. It's been point. 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> killed Watch! <laughs> and the show. And book, but... Um, uh, but and now the actor in glass. Yeah, well, yeah. book went out like a total BA, and, like, his death had... 
depth and emotional meaning. They killed Wash because Joss Whedon likes to kill main characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just... And Wash was my favorite character. Yeah, I like I believe it was Wash. Nathan Fillion was the first one who made the joke how to readers clean their spears and put them through the wash. During a panel, wow. he's sitting next to Alan and he tells The troll is strong with yeah. this one. <laughs> well, it's because Nathan and Alan are apparently like crazy good friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, is that Firefly was not the first time we run into a lot of these actors. Nathan Fillion was on Buffy. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, a pitcher. Uh, yeah, and so was he was also a Canadian soap opera star before that. Yep, um, and then also the guy that played Lawrence was on uh, an episode of Buffy. Lawrence, yes, the agent uh, from the from the first episode. I just never knew his name. Yes, um, that um, he was the preacher in the uh, second season uh, first. Episode of second season of Buffy, uh, Anne. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so, which came so, first, Chuck or or Firefly? Firefly is two thousand two. Because the first time we because saw Adam Baldwin was in Chuck. Right. He was also in Independence Day. Huh. And an Angel. And an and an Angel. Yep. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of Whedon verse stuff going on here. As, yeah, I mean, you get you know. a lot, of, you get a lot of crossover there. Well, that's because every, but that's because apparently, like, just pretty much everyone who's ever worked with Whedon apparently likes working with Whedon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Summer, oh, yeah. Summer was in an episode of Angel. Mm-hmm. Riverdale. Yeah, River Wait, Blau. I just River Summer Blau, River Tam, River Tam, and then uh, Gina Torres. Yeah, you got me all twisted. She was Jasmine in yeah, Angel. In Angel, yeah. um, and she, wasn't she in Buffy? I don't remember her in Buffy. I think it's just Angel. It was just Angel, yeah. Um, and then, goodness. Of course, first time I remember seeing Alan Tudyk in anything was in Knight's Tale. Yeah. Right. Me too. I will phone you. <laughs> we could well, almost do an entire episode just on where we've seen Whedon actors right. and other yeah. things. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun uh, episode theme. Is just the Whedon verse, you know, yeah. writ large. So yeah, know. but yeah, everybody who, but they've all worked with him. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, when he when he calls on the same people, you know. Well, you know, I don't. Jewel State hadn't worked with him before. Jewel right. State, yeah, that was the first for her. Which one was Jewel State? Uh, Kaylee. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's funny is when he would use the same actor in the same show just for a different character. Mm-hmm. Well, you get away he did with that it. a few times. <laughs> I'd like to see him get Doug Jones back on something. I don't remember who Doug Jones is. The gentleman. The uh, gentleman. Okay. <laughs> the scariest Buffy episode I can remember. Wasn't he in Hellboy? Yes, he was. He was, the, he was the body he for was Abe. Abe. He was he was just the body for Gabe in the, the the body actor for Gabe in the first one. Abe. 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 Yes. Abe. Abe Sapien. Abe Sapien. Gabe. I was saying Abraham Gabe was an I. Yeah. Uh, but I then he did. But then he also did the voice for him in, in the, the second, second one. one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Doug Jones. And I still like, say the second one one was superior to the first one. It was. It was. <laughs> Hands it down. Was. Um, but yeah, so we see a lot of these actors elsewhere, and then this is the this was my first exposure to Mark Shepard. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. Badger. Sounds so dirty when you say it that way. Yeah. The first time, I, yeah, first time I ever went across that. Mark Shepard always plays the same person. I am not complaining about this, but Mark Shepard, because he plays him so well. Mark Shepard, uh, yeah, I, I, I love him, 
but I have never seen him play anyone other than himself. There's a simple explanation. He's a Q who's just jumping into different universes. <laughs> Taking well, different jobs. But no, because <laughs> when he was in Doctor Who, he was not a swarmy bastard. Um, he still had the sass. He still had the sass, but he but he didn't <coughs> have the accent. And you took no. the accent away from Mark yeah, Shepard. Yes, that was him. Wasn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. And did Sterling have have the accent? Yes. Okay. Um, and then, but then also, um, he was one of the regents in Warehouse Thirteen. And I have not seen re, uh, that episode of Warehouse Thirteen. I or it was a series of episodes. There was yeah, he was in several. I, well, but I petered out in Warehouse Thirteen somewhere around the second season. Because apparently it just hadn't... Apparently it picks up. <laughs> it had not picked up yet. Right. And I was just growing bored because it was the same plot. Mm-hmm. Lather, rinse, repeat, just with a different with a different MacGuffin. Artifact of the Week, yeah. His most popular character, though, I think is Crowley. Mr. Crowley! <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, you... Did you kiss him? Well, I didn't kiss him. <laughs> Picture. <laughs> Classic. Uh, but anyways, um, so the cast in the chemistry is an important part of you know, oh, the whole phenomenon yeah. that is Firefly. The only person we don't see in Firefly that we start seeing elsewhere is Felicia Day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You mean within the Whedonverse? Yeah. Within, yeah. Well, she was in. Uh, she was but one of the potential slayers in Buffy. Right. Yes. She was... She was uh, but she she was not in Firefly, but then she right. shows up, I think... First time I recall her showing up is... Yes, in Dr. Horrible. Dr. Horrible. Dr. Horrible, yeah. Which she I think it's worth that. pointing out that Michael is wearing a Captain Hammer shirt tonight. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, it's just... And the whole, the whole theme... Now, um, you mentioned, like, the history behind it. Yeah. Uh, Whedon had watched a, a movie or a documentary on the Civil War. Uh, which is what got him started on this whole space western thing. Mm-hmm. I just got. I got to say, just real quick, I love the concept of a space western. Yeah, it's just great. Yeah. So a lot of people, or not a lot, but there were people who accused him of ripping off an anime, uh, Outlaw Star, I think. Yeah. Outlaw Star had, had a very similar opening and whatever, but it, it had a completely different opening. I don't. I mean, like the oh, the like episode. How did the episode open? The naked girl in the crate, and the fact that they were all space outlaws. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the 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 reveal of River Tam does bear a striking resemblance t- uh, to the reveal of Melfina. Yeah, I believe um, him though that he's never seen the show. He says he hasn't. Yeah, he said he'd never even heard of it. Huh. Well, and, you when, know, when he made the show. Yeah. Well, I I expect what is more probable is that he has seen the show and does not remember it. It was subconsciously inspired. Yeah, it's something where like yeah, it's something where like maybe he he saw a couple episodes of Outlaw Star in the middle of the night during Tsunami Midnight Run or something, yeah. and <laughs> fell asleep. Right. Well, I mean, we live in a postmodern world, and you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. I feel you know, yeah. especially when there's something with somebody with such you know uh, creative chops like Whedon. Like yeah. he's he doesn't need to. It is almost know, shot for shot. Steal though. stuff. Yeah. In terms of like the initial reveal. Yeah. Well, I never saw the show, so... Yeah, I've, I've got it. You can borrow it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, got the box set. Yeah. Signed. <laughs> because that's me, in a nutshell. I've got the box set. So it's signed. 2002 was when the show aired originally? Yeah, 2002. Yeah, so... Yeah. Outlaw Star definitely did come first. Right. Because Outlaw Star was in 95. It's funny that I talked about when I first started actually watching yeah, the show. There was a siren going past. 
<laughs> but my, my first um, Firefly-related memory was actually seeing little Fox TV spots about the show that were all very vague and mysterious. And I'm like, I wonder what the hell that's all about, and never get, really gave it a second thought. <laughs> and then, like, several years later, my friend brings a DVD, and I'm like, holy crap, this is amazing. I can't believe they, they canceled this so soon. But, yeah, it was just this weird little, like, quick blurb. This well, quick it was the Friday spot. Night Death Slot. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they, you know, the, the other thing is, is they, sh- they showed it out of order. Uh, they liked the pilot, but they said, let's make the captain more jolly, you know, and then we get, from that, we get the train job. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, leave it to Whedon to turn a piece of Drek, a piece of Lassa, you know. Uh, you Sorry, know, this is noisy, everyone. That he had to make into a plot point for something that plays out later. Yeah, well, this is all the money Niska gave us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there with you. Best thing for everybody. <laughs> you tell them the job went south. We have no hard feelings, though. I, I think out of all the people that they had to deal with, I think he was my favorite villain. Niska? Yeah. yeah, simply because you, you had to deal with him twice. Mm-hmm. You know? Because Badger wasn't so much a villain as just a just a, an annoyance you had to deal with. Yeah. Oh shit, Badger. Yeah. Nuisance. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> is funny since you know badgering is a verb that's kind of appropriate. Right. Well, the, I think it was the way they they introed into the second time. You know, they had to deal with Nishka in War Stories. You know, which starts after one another one of my favorite episodes, Ariel. You know, the hospital job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which. is... Yeah, I love heights. By the time we got there, the, he, yeah, <laughs> we can't remember the whole. Yeah. I know, neither could Jane. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah, yeah. But he finally got the line right, and then they didn't even like. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, take him on there. Yeah, by the time we got there, yeah, it's like that's fine. Go. Yeah, go. Okay, I rehearsed my line. I want to deliver it. Right, which is what you get when you deal with the feds. Jane is, he strikes me as the type of person that uh, moves his lips while he reads. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then just go scare him a little bit. Jane <laughs> is scary. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, is on the one hand, Jane, as a character, he's, he is on the surface delivered so, you know, what you see is what you get. But we get those little moments with him. Yeah. Um, with, the letter from his mom. Yeah. The letter, <laughs> and the well, hat. Well, those, those, those were pure comedy yeah. gold. But in this, in the first, in the in the uh, pilot, uh, which was, uh, you know, oddly enough, called Serenity, um, there's that moment when Simon's working on Kaylee. And he's crouched us. outside, and he has this look of, oh no, don't die, Kaylee! Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's sitting down there, you know, crouched out, away from everybody, so they can't see that he's, you know... Um, yeah. About to lose it. Well, yeah. that he, that, that he, if he it weren't cares. for Shepard Book and for Zoe, he would have killed that fed. Yeah. Because yeah. that so, fed yeah. shot Kaylee. Yeah, right. yeah, Kaylee, and because Kaylee, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, then they're, you know... Um, and then in at the end of Ariel, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, don't tell him, you know, don't tell him I, I went against you. Don't tell him how I died. He was more concerned that the rest of the crew still thought well of him. Right. 
than he was about the fact that he might have died. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know, he was he was more concerned that his friends, you know, because were his friends. Yeah, were his friend were his friends. <clears throat> he tried to act like oh he was all about the money. And he was to a certain extent, yeah. But yeah. he realized that friends are worth more than money. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, we we see so much of, of we see just those little hints like that throughout the show. He evolves, about Jane. yeah. Well, if well, you excuse the pun, if you excuse the pun, it muddies the waters when um, yeah, a lot of the thing about you know, looking after actually getting paid and getting money is that that keeps everyone alive. That keeps yeah. the ship going. Yeah. And sometimes Mal gets a little too noble and, you know, other things, complications arise and Jane. you just don't get the money. The, you just don't the get the very next the job episode done. after he did betray everyone, he used a decent chunk of his money by yeah, buy everybody. A, a bushel of apples for yeah. everyone. Which, which we, in, the, in the, and this is a, a, a tragic thing that they didn't show Serenity first uh, you know where Kaylee gets nearly orgasmic just eating a strawberry. Right. You know, and Jane buys him a bushel of apples, right. which is another thing we see, we see the two veterans yeah. dealing with life differently than everybody else. How come you cut your apples? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, do you yeah. know what this thing? Is? It's a grenade. <laughs> yeah, it's a Griswold. Yeah, you ever heard of a Griswold? It's a grenade about the size of a button. Um, it wasn't Jane how like in mid bite when they're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jane's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah but uh, but we really see that at the end of Janestown yeah the yeah. ambassadors are probably already putting the statue back, back up. up yeah <laughs> ain't no one ain't no one had a statue open that wasn't some kind of back I think it bears mentioning. Um, or repeating for those that are in the know, of course. Can you go to the crappy backwoods town that where I'm a folk hero next. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that talk about Jane, you know, and it was it was true. Jane, he actually cared what the crew thought of him in that moment. But the whole reason he's part of the crew is because he was a shifty bachelor that betrayed the people he was with. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a certain poetic irony to him actually caring about his reputation yeah. all of a sudden. You get a fair well, share of your own room. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's, that's yeah. the thing is Jane. I think Jane up until that point was used to getting shafted. I share. With that guy, you know, it was you know Jane was not used to having being part of a crew. He was used to being part. He was a lackey. He was he was used to being the hired muscle. Yeah, you know, as opposed to public relations. (laughs) Jane, tell me this time you brought him (laughs) grenades. Well, in fact, actually, it's it's kind of funny because he says no grenades. Uh-huh. And then later, like, where are the gr- Jane? Where are the grenades? Right. <laughs> you told me not to bring him, Cap, <laughs> Mal, or whatever. It should be nice. If we had some grenades. <laughs> the, the dynamic is often like he is a very nice. violent and well-armed intern. Yeah. Everyone's always just like bagging on him for all this stuff. Like, ah, come on, Jane, do this. Don't do yeah. that. What's wrong with you? Try He's to like keep a up. Trained ape without the training. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, this. This, this is what like, going mad feels like. <laughs> yeah, it hit him with Simon. But then again, you know, then, you, then you've got River, who we think is crazy. But then, you know, I can kill you with my brain. <laughs> also, I can kill you with my brain. Yeah. She's a space Malkavian. Yeah, she is. That is what she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Insanity, but with some insight layered in. Well, and yeah. she's, you know, psychic. And, the whole genius and thing. can kill you with her brain. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. 
I mean, without looking. I mean, it was it was in, yeah, it was in War Stories where she just walks out with a gun and goes bang, bang, bang. Actually, She's, she it, it, she looks around the corner, comes back, and then sticks her arm around the corner without looking and shoots the four guys because she remembers in the head. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then looks at Kaylee and says, "No horse in the verse can stop me," which is a line that Kaylee had used and earlier. And Kaylee lo- yeah. was like. Holy shit, shit, what is this girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no force in the verse. Yeah, that look of horror on Kaylee's face is very, uh, very yeah. iconic. Well, that's well see, Kaylee, yeah, and, and that's the other thing is Kaylee is nonviolent. Mm-hmm. She never hurts anybody in the show. Even, you know, that moment where she's. And, and were she a guy, we would have called her a coward. Because mm-hmm. she's cowering in the corner. You know, and it's and it's and it's and it's River who basically is like bang, bang, bang. You know, and you're, you know they're they're done. Well, there's a degree of it with. I mean, Book is you know Shepherd Book. I mean, he he defends himself when he has to. Yeah, but, but he is non. But he is the thing about Book is Book very often is he, he, Book is never a coward. He's right. just always nonviolent. No, he's violent. He's just not lethal. Well, he's frequently he nonviolent. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay with. With Lawrence, you know, he disarms Lawrence, throat punches him. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with your premise because Book is, by definition, nonviolent and a man, and I don't consider him a coward. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Book, that's the thing, is I, Book, you know, shoots a lot of people in he games. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he pulls, he pulls a Terminator, too. I do yeah. love that line. Isn't it a sin to kill a man? Yeah. Uh, the, the Bible has quite a few things to say about murder. It is rather vague, however, on the subject of kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. He wounds a lot of people. He, you know, uh, you know, he bitch slaps, you know, he, they make it very, very evident that he can be and is a violent human being when needs be. You know, well, there's, that's because there's this fan theory that he used past. to be an agent of the council. Just like uh, through his whole history. Just like Chiwetel Ejiofor was in uh, Serenity. Right. But right. no one finds out totally. Uh, actually, they do a whole thing with his uh, with his history. In when they released uh, a what? book called Book. Yeah. Oh, really? Another <laughs> novel called Book. So, it, so was is that was that canon or? Uh, yeah, it's it's as far as I know, it's canon. He was he was like a con man, and uh, he was a uh, he had a very checkered past. I have to look at that now. I, I was not aware of that. Um, yep. Yeah. Before he adopted the identity of Shepherd Book. And it's one of his previous identities that gets him, uh, gets him the medical attention he gets in uh, Bushwhacked. <laughs> oh, um, right. You know, not Bushwhacked. Uh, the one where he gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the Alliance now, though, their armor. Yeah. Starship Troopers. It's a Starship Troopers armor. Yes, it is. Yeah. Which is also the armor they used in uh, in Power Rangers: Lost Galaxy. Yeah. Because it's all owned by Fox. And um, <laughs> that really crappy horror movie that. Um, God damn it! There's a lot of crappy like horror movies. Something in the dark or whatever. Alone in the, the dark. dark. I think Alone the in the Uwe Dark. The Ball movie. I think so. All the all the SWAT Ball. team people were oh, wearing yeah, that. That's armor. probably it. Oh, okay. Uh, like, it's like a recycle. Totally every scene was stolen from another movie. Like, yeah. So he, not not Alone in the Dark, Uwe Ball, because that was just bad. Well, it oh. was a. Really bad movie, but every virtually every shot 
was taken from another movie. I, that does sound familiar. Yeah. I, I think people like are... Like the so whole alien tail coming down and grabbing somebody. Yeah. Like shot for shot. It was right out of the Anywho, the man I thought that was Paul funny, though. The first Jane. time I saw Alliance people and saw their armor. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch Firefly again just because talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's almost... Yeah. So, um... We're talking about the alliance and all this alliance-related stuff, so I think that's a good segue into like the, the meta picture of like the conflict and the, the verse and everything. All right, so here's how it is. Earth that was was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't support life no longer. Yeah. We were too many. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what, what we pick up with is basically the end of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, um, only without the moral ambiguity of slavery, you know. Um, you got you know, well actually there, there are a lot of parallels really uh, it's just that they don't reference slavery there's the whole concept of uh, it's slavery economy. without knowing you're a slave yeah they tell sense. you what to think what to eat what to do well yeah that's the alliance that's, yeah. the, that's like the union but you know it's, it's the it's the it's the um, independence that lose yeah you know um well, it's it's an interesting the, the 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 interesting thing is like to me the thing that I find really interesting about it is it's um it's a very philosophical it's uh, debate just done through a war yeah, <laughs> where yeah. one side are the utilitarians with the alliance where it's like freedom and all this stuff doesn't matter as long as we are living mm-hmm. the longest lives and things are the best and blah 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 everything is peachy keen whereas mm-hmm. the independents are like well you know what it doesn't matter how wealthy you are how long you live or whatever if you're just some puppet on a string and freedom yeah. is more important than yeah. all this you know wealth and trappings and prosperity and whatnot so you um, have lawful evil mm-hmm. versus versus chaotic and yeah. to actually set the, the, term, the tune for the verse Mal did it best and I will now actually read the quote <laughs> go for it here's how it is the Earth got used up, so we moved out and terraformed, terraformed a new galaxy of Earths. Some rich and flush with the new technologies, some not so much. Cent- the central planets, them was formed the Alliance, waged war, on every- uh, uh, waged war to bring everyone under their rule. A few idiots tried to fight it, among them myself. I'm Malcolm Reynolds, Captain of Serenity. She's a transport ship, firefight class. Got a good crew, fighters, pilot, mechanic. We even picked up a preacher for some reason and a bona fide companion. There's a doctor, too. Took his genius sister out of some alliance camp. So they're keeping a low profile, you understand. You got a job? We can do it. Don't much care for what it is. Or also there's the, uh, from book, Captain's goal was simple. Find a crew, find a job, keep flying. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. But, yeah, it is... You basically, of course, then there's... Wrong side, well, maybe the losing side. It's <laughs> the wrong, yeah, yeah. wrong one. Well, that that adds an, a, a different layer of it, where he describes um, the fact that um, they are actually uh, expanding through force. It's like, oh, we will enlighten you by conquering you and bringing you into the fold. Um, but in, in, in another serenity, turns out they made, they created the Reavers. Well, yeah. see that that kind of throws everything for a loop well, because I feel that and this is was my one main issue with Serenity is it simplifies the morality of it by going oh look they have these terrible black ops experiment things and they're clearly the bad guys and they've always been clearly the bad guys they kidnapped River and tore her brain apart yeah <laughs> yeah 
there was no moral ambiguity. They didn't mean there. to make the reavers either. It was no. Yeah, they were trying to they tried right. to pacify people. But yeah, I think I think I, I'm kind of with Mike on this. Up until up until Serenity, you know, the Alliance thought they were in the right, and to a certain extent, they had a point. You know, make everything say. You know, of course, um, there there was no there was no evidence that they were that they were this horrendous. You know, it's like um, they weren't mustache twirling villains. Exactly, they weren't mustache twirling villains. I mean, so you're, you're, they, a, you're a master uh, you're a master criminal now. No, not really. But I am thinking of growing myself a thick a thick black mustache. I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the point though about the uh, I mean a I, quote for every occasion. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not justifying or defending the whole, like, experimental crap with River and the other people like her. But the, my point on that is that when you are, uh, when you're talking about, like, billions of people, they're spanning a solar, like, you know, all these countless plants, there's going to be some shady shit that goes, it's just math. Yeah. So I'm sure that the independents got their hands dirty and did terrible things too. Oh yeah. Just because there is an obvious example of hey they did this bad thing doesn't make them the bad mm-hmm. guys. Right. And what's interesting to me about the whole Malcolm uh, saying oh well, they expanded by force and everything wasn't that kind of an unreliable narrator? Isn't that the person who fought on the other side of the war giving his personal log? Like is this a historical record? Who keeps the records? Generally yeah. it's going to be slanted in the alliance because they own everything. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of the history books are lies that the alliance because you know mm-hmm. history yeah. is written by the winners. Yeah. But at the same time you you have just because of the protagonists of the show doesn't mean you have to just like accept everything they take at face value. Well, they're emotionally invested and have a personal history with it. Yeah. They're going to view it a certain way, even though it, the, the truth of it may be more complicated than that. Right, and that's where we have Simon. Right. Simon is the... He grew up in the Alliance. He yeah. knows how they are. And if yeah. it wasn't for his sister getting screwed by their system, he would probably be to this yeah. day a loyal, alliance guy. And yeah. the reason I the reason I say there's no moral ambiguity is because the is because the things that were done to River were done with the full knowledge of uh, of the higher ups of the council. We don't know that until Serenity, though. Well, we do know that the that the that the alliance. We'll bend over backwards for the men with the blue hands. Yeah, oh, yeah that sounds very disturbing. Yeah, the hands of blue. Well, <laughs> but by the same token, who I, are all who are who are expressly there for the purpose of hunting river? Right. Well, here here was where, uh, and they take care of them, and they oh. kill people with this thing that yeah. where the stick comes out, and then they bleed out of their nose, eyes, and ears. <laughs> right, but, but you know we have this, we have the same thing in the United States uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. But like here's here's where well, every major power in the history of the world has yeah. had some sort of terrible thing like that. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, like, and, but here's where I think the moral ambiguity comes in. Simon's not a bad person. Mm-mm. Most people in the alliance are not bad people. Right. A lot of them don't even realize any of the bad things that the alliance is doing. Yeah. yeah just like, I mean, it is just like the Empire in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. A lot of the people in the Empire don't know it's bad. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a classic example of that. Is in Shindig. Everybody else is, you know, it's like, oh, really? What they have last year? Standards, you know. And then <laughs> up comes this one guy, you know, who says it must have taken a dozen, sl- dozen slaves a dozen days to get you into that outfit. Of course, do your daddy talk? It all it takes is a space of a schoolboy smile to get you out of it. Yeah, you know, and, you, <laughs> and he's like, I cannot abide useless people. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I like this guy. Two yeah. lines. I, you know, like, you know, no, shut up, let her talk. You know, um, 
you know, there, there, even in, amongst all of them, there are people. But then, you know, one line I think really, to me, epitomized the entire alliance. Uh, it was when uh, they were talking about. It was uh, it was a flashback. Simon was having when he was trying to get find River. His father said, "I had to walk through that door. That goes on my permanent record." <laughs> you know. Yeah. On the one hand, you know, it's like their appearances are very important to him. They fear their government to a certain extent. Yeah. But they don't want to be without it. Yeah. Right. You know, they don't want to be without that level of security. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know another thing that happens in uh, in in Shindig, perfectly law-abiding citizen. You know, red sash denoting lordhood, and it does a fine job of, of it too. Um, but uh, you know, he is perfectly willing to hire, you know, Malcolm, the, the you know the Serenity to not the just Serenity. Yeah, <laughs> hire Malcolm and his crew. To transport, you know, cattle, Cows. you know, yeah, you know, um, without any lights entangle- entanglements, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, imperial entanglements. So you know, there there is that. It's not the people, and I think that's where the moral ambiguity comes in. Most of the people they deal with, Mal, you know, Mal and his crew, you know, there are heroes, but. God, do they deal with a bunch of shady motherfuckers? <laughs> honey, we're honey, we're bandits. If everything we're were okay, we'd be in jail. Yeah, everything was right. Crooks, Crooks. Yes, if everything was right. We'd be. You know, some don't feel like. Well, see, that's right. that's the interesting. Uh, that's the interesting contrast to the show is the protagonists or heroes, if you want to be that bold, um, are decent people doing terrible things, whereas the alliance. They they are you know. Well, they're 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 not doing terrible things though. I mean, they don't. They, you know, I mean, um, the train job. Well, questionable. They things. gave it all. Yeah, they gave all the stuff back. Things that things of questionable legality. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't have standards. I'm just saying, at their best, they're yeah. doing shady illegal things. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, and it's that's because, really, it's not the Civil War, it's the Wild West. Yeah, which is I mean, why it's so often re- re- referred to as a space western. Well, you got to re- realize how much of the Wild West was happened during the Civil War. Right. Right. Yeah, there's no, a lot. No, of actually, no, uh, kind of because I'm something I'm working on right now. Actually, kind of reflects to that how much of the Wild West was impacted by the Civil War. Right. Um, well, the whole concept of you know uh, the, the 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 federal government starting to broaden mm-hmm. and get everyone under its thumb, whereas yeah. there's more autonomy within. Yeah. Cities and states and whatnot. Exactly. Before that, you know, um, but yeah, no, I mean, well, what I was going to say with the the whole contrast thing is that um, the citizens of the alliance, like, I mean, they're not necessarily bad per se, but they just kind of drift through life and, like, I mean, yeah. So well, that's, that's a bit of overgeneralization. There are people like uh, Sam who are honestly trying to, uh, or Simon, not Sam, sorry, yeah, Simon, okay. who are um, who are honestly trying to like go out and be altruistic, you know, and like mm-hmm. help people and all that stuff. But um, but I just you know I, I find it interesting because a lot of them, like we said, are corrupt, but it's all stamped and official, so that somehow is supposedly makes it okay. Whereas right. you know you have the protagonists that are everything is you know illegal and you know not approved, but they're the ones that actually have like consistent standards and honor in what they do. Exactly, exactly. You know, and um, 
<laughs> we get the fist pump from from Neil. Yeah, I don't have to update my address with MST3K. Ah, good. <laughs> they've already got my. They've already got everything so correct. There's something that was mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that I wanted to uh, talk about, but in a different way. We were mm-hmm. talking about how we found out that the Alliance made the Reavers. As much as I love Serenity, that bugged me. Yeah, uh, I, I and yeah, not I for the same that. reason though. Oh, for yeah. me, it was. It was similar to Lucas putting midichlorians to explain the Force. Right. Okay, so I was part of what, exactly the same part place. Of, yeah, part of what made the Reavers so terrifying is nobody knew what they were. Fear of the unknown. Yeah. 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 And I then, can give you that. And then they explained them. Yeah, they're not yeah. really a force and of nature anymore. Oh, they're just... It's like, oh, hey, yeah, guys, here's a scientific so and historical explanation. Right, exactly. They're, not, <laughs> they're non-dead zombies, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And the worst part of it is that also means that, really, if the Federation, the Alliance wanted to, they could just go wipe out the Reavers. Yeah, yeah. But then they have to there's only so many of them. them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would have, yeah, you know, they would have to acknowledge that Miranda exists. Um, so yeah, it's it's one. Am of those I things. talking to Miranda? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so it's yeah, and 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 Rivers. Insanity is so well done. She's a great Malkavian. Yeah, <laughs> because you never know what part of the, you know, by the same token, she knows something's wrong with mm-hmm. her. Yeah. That whole, you know, just pull, you know, put a bullet to me, squish. A bullet in the brain pan, squish. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I loved her little bit where she's just like, I'm fixing your book. Yeah, right. <laughs> has problems. Fixing your Bible. Yeah, fixing your, fixing your, or, you know, I'm the fixing line, your symbol. The yeah. line right after that. I tore these pages out of your out of your symbol, symbol and and now they're just paper. And, and, and now they're just paper again. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then ah, the hair. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't have stuff to do, I'd be in there with her. What's well, so funny is you have to pay so much attention to her because if you're not if you're not really like paying close attention to what she's saying, you just think, oh, it's just gibberish. But like most of her lines have this underlying meaning or wisdom yeah. to them. Yeah, like we're talking about the Malkavians in the books. Yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's talking about you know it's a you know it's a symbol, yeah. and then you know she's talking about the metaphors and the timelines, right? And, you know, and then yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but it'll still be there. Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe, honey, he's putting the hair away. <laughs> oh, yeah, River, honey, he's putting the river hair away. Yeah, sorry. It's like too much snow on the roof. He's in danger of caving in. <laughs> he's putting the hair away. It'll still be there. Waiting. waiting. <laughs> you know, there's all these great lines and, you know, funny back and forth and everything. I think an, uh, another point about that. Writing is so top-notch in that. But not only that, but um, I was just thinking um, because of not just the just the straight-up awesome dialogue and writing, but um, the structure of the show where you'll have these, like, everyone's constantly putting themselves in the line and they, they don't know when the, where the next job's going to come and if they're going to get out of this job alive. And There's always these tense moments and there's always danger and everything. And so then there's these little moments, these little, like, oasis, you know, of sanity where they're, like, having a meal together or just, like, relaxing whether they're Playing whatever face. that game was. Where they, yeah. Made, yeah. Where they make, uh, was it Simon a cake out of meat? Out of <laughs> Out of protein. Well, yeah, protein. pretty much whatever, pretty much the same thing we had for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> well, you value that so much more because you feel like you're another person and mm-hmm. part of the crew. You're like, oh, okay, we can actually relax and enjoy life for a minute before we might die tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it makes it so much more like well, uh, important. You know? Crew becomes synonymous with family. That yeah. game. That, that, that game. Yeah. And the, the alarms. Oh my god, the alarms. Who's flying this thing? 
Oh, oh man. wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Actual work. <laughs> yeah. yep. The key seems to be giving Jane a large stick. I'm supposed to and letting him go to <laughs> and let him let him hit things. Fast <laughs> <Pass> drinkers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. I mean. When you're talking about the the independents being the, these scrappy underdogs and stuff, and that is kind of a uh, the the fandom, the cult following of the show Spawned, which then of course became known as Browncoats, as we mentioned. That's kind of like an extended metaphor of the show itself that got mm-hmm. canceled and the mm-hmm. you know, uphill battle and all that. It is kind of demoralizing that you know it got so far so they could have this movie and then the movie bombed financially. <laughs> it's just like a second death. Well, that was because they made it a big budget movie. Well, but the, but the, by the same token, I think. Really, where I like, I don't think I would want it in any other, any other way. Simply because, in order to really have the spirit of the brown coach, you have to have a cause that you fight for that really That's is hopeless. Fails. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have, you have to be fighting against really super long odds. Yep. yep. You know, with really no hope of of victory. You know, because the next thing what we're going to get, I think, is Jed Whedon is going to, you know, or Joss Whedon's grandkid or what somebody else? is going to reboot Firefly. Yeah, like the same verse but different crew and all that. Yeah, well, same verse, same crew, everything, just different actors. Mm. You know, just like they try to do with every other thing. But it, it's just that, you know, something's going to happen. Because it is Firefly, it will not die because the you know the brown coats won't give up. I mean, there are an entire generation of kids who were not even alive when Firefly first aired, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of creepy to think about. Yeah, yeah, and or at least we're not very we're not old enough to have memories when Firefly first aired. It was two thousand one. I've I've met fourteen year old Firefly fans. <laughs> that was 2002 2001, 2002 somewhere in that area still yeah um, so yeah I mean you got and of course I have difficulty realizing that I'm 28 <laughs> so. yeah I don't think we officially touched on the whole uh, western eastern fusion thing the, oh, whole, yeah. the whole setup of the show was that you know you start from present day earth uh, basically, we became very overpopulated, and eventually, uh, space exploration kind of amped up. And the only two remaining superpowers were the United States and China. So you became this like global government thing that would later become the Alliance. This whole yep. uh, fusion of Western and Eastern culture, which you kind of saw on like Blade Runner and some other things, mm-hmm. but it's almost you know, any like cyber- a lot of that punk. cyberpunk type stuff. Yeah, yeah cyberpunk always is. It, that's because all cyberpunk is is uh, models its aesthetic after Blade Runner. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But yeah, and, it's and like, all of uh, that you know the te- you know the Japanese were always very technological. It's a great way to get past the censors. Just custom Chinese, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the weird thing is, is how many really powerful Chinese people did we actually see? Not many. I can't remember None. any off the top. But to of my be head. fair, most of it takes place way out there where mm-hmm. the independents are, and there's not much of an alliance presence. And so also, to further be fair. Um, Shot in America. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you can. It's not like you know you're going to have a problem finding um, finding Asian actors on the West Coast. True. <clears throat> yes, indeed. I, I think I think a lot of that was just. I think a lot of it was unconscious, but I think it's one of those things of 
we it, it was incomplete. I think that was the thing for me. Right. It, it felt incomplete to me in that we have this, you know... Well, and that most of it is just relegated to swear words, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I mean, aesthetically, there was some, st- there was some stuff, but yeah. I feel like language-wise and other things, like, they didn't quite flesh out the fusion. Yeah, you know? what, you know... And to be fair, part of it was just the fact that the show had 14 episodes and only 11 of them aired. Right. You know, I, it's hard to say, but even just within that allotment, well, 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 you can touch on it more. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've seen them all. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they all got released on the DVDs. Yeah, and well, and that's like I said, yep. and it, it, it's not like it's not like Firefly was you know this social justice commentary. It's yeah. just the thing I would have liked to have seen them do, do better. That would have been cool. Yeah, right. Well, it's just it's more about like the follow through, right? Because yeah. they set it up at the beginning, and then they don't really like explore it too much. Yeah, there are a few things here and there, and they have this the the running gag of Mandarin and swearing, but they just really don't get too in depth. They they go. Yeah. You know, and and it's funny. Funny story, by the way. Um, the, their pronunciation is terrible. Yeah, right. and they know. Well, the other, the they other, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing about that, though, you know, when I look back at it, is I would rather them do what they did because they did it well, than you know, than make a parody. Well, yeah. Asian, and, and I think I feel like what they what he did is he uh, what Whedon did is he had that vision, but then as he was making the show, he was like, "Well, I don't." I don't want to just do this to do it. And so it wound up being very scattershot and slight, just small mm-hmm. touches because he didn't think he could do it well, so he just didn't do it as much. Exactly. Which is exactly. fine, but it's just a, you know, I mean... There's a reason I keep coming back to the Fruity Yodi Bar uh, commercial. Yeah, let's talk about that because I don't think... Uh, let's talk about the part where Jane gets his ass handed to him by a 90-pound girl because that's <laughs> never getting old. <laughs> <laughs> because Fruity Yodi Bar commercial is so very, actually, Japanese. Yeah, it's so very anime, you know. Yeah. Big eyes, small mouth, you know, big face, mm-hmm. small body. <laughs> also, it's my friend Kevin's ringtone, the one who got me into anime. Mm. Or not anime, but into Firefly. Um, because the opening theme to Firefly is my regular ringtone. And my text notification is the line, I wish it were that simple. Yeah, well, if wishes were horses, we'd all be eating steak. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Rivers, like anything, any action thing involving River, she's basically an anime character. She does just the dramatic poses and all this, like flips and crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, she fucking can. She's right over the top. Yeah. She's yeah. a ballet dancer. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I she was in. Smart. Yeah. When, when she was in, uh, in Terminator, the, uh, Sarah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. She was a great Terminator. Another another show that got ended too soon. I never yeah, saw it. That so. pissed me off. I've never been show. too big into Terminator stuff. So, well, there's the first two movies, and there's that show, and everything else is whatever. <laughs> yeah, because even Genesis was kind of eh. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's the thing. The thing about Summer Glaus, she can be so very physical, and she can do these poses, and on her they look natural. If I do them, well, it looks like some <laughs> fat guy, <laughs> you know, some fat guy who tripped. But, but you know, it just she she can make them look so natural. Right. Um, was it was Bushwhacked? No, Bushwhacked was the one with a reaver, with the kid who turned into a reaver. Um, I think so. Home, home is the name of the episode where uh, you know, got kidnapped by by whole folk never to be seen again, uh, <laughs> where she's dancing. Yeah. You know, and and we get just a, a hint of her, of her physicality. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot of a lot of her acting. That show was not saying a word. It was just how she like moved and how she how her like posture was and her mannerisms and just like all the physicality, which yeah is her really impressive. She could communicate so much with just like a look or a movement. Yeah, know? yeah. Her facial expressions, just the way she moved. Uh, yeah, yeah there, there was one look she gave to Simon like. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> you know. She definitely like when he asked, am, am I speaking to Moran now? Yeah, she looks like, <laughs> it's like a way that only a sister could look at a brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had some they, they had some great chemistry between those two. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Also, Simon had some bitchin' glasses. In a single scene of the show. Yeah, man, it's like well and and in the opening episode they do a trick with the with the with the lens, where that where it's you know first it's focusing on him way out, and then the door closes, you know, and it, and it focuses up on him up close. Mm-hmm. He, you know, kind of has that look. He he looks sinister, but when you know what it is, it's just Simon being nervous. Yep. <laughs> you know, and you can interpret it both ways. And it's I mean that's just well I think that's because he's trying to give off. An air of menace, right? Yeah, because you don't know these people from Adam. Yeah, right. well, and and we see where Simon can actually be a badass in in the opening of Serenity. Yeah, <laughs> she always did like to dance. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just we you know we see that, and then there's that that one scene with her. You know, uh, holding on to the fire sprinkler with her, you know, doing the splits on the yeah. wall. Yeah. I was just like going, oh God, that's like a fucking ninja, <laughs> you know? That's, that's yeah. like ninja level stealth. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the things I appreciate most about Serenity is like, it was, uh, it was already assumed that people were familiar with the characters. So they got just a whole playground of the characters yeah, being waste, like, waste time. Yeah, yeah they're well, just kind of all realized. And yet, at the same time, that opening bit did a great job. I feel of mm-hmm. introducing any audience who had who had no idea who any of these are right. to enough of each of the uh, players to know the, the you know to to know who they are. The basic dynamic. Oh yeah, the crew. Better strap yourself in, Captain. This landing is going to be fun. Define fun. Yeah, define interesting. Oh God! Oh God! We're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, and th- that was that was just your captain seating. Yeah. I forgot the whole line. Yeah. Your captain speaking. You might want to strap yourselves in. We're beginning our our uh, final approach. Where upon we will be landing at place and possibly explode. <laughs> I think it says something like we might experience some slight turbulence and explode. <laughs> and and explode. Out, explode. I don't want to explode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, master of the obvious that one. Yeah, and Zoe comes out and says, Are "We crashing against her? Go talk to your husband." <laughs> Go talk to your husband. Yeah, and and then at the end there was and you know at the uh, it was like oh now we can give up this life of crime and retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She has such droll deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we can give up our life of crime and retire. <laughs> you know, it's like she wrote the wrote the book on resting bitch face. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah, and she doesn't have resting bitch face. She has resting bitch voice. You know, it's she has like, both really. Yeah. <laughs> But she, of course, the, in in the they in, killed Wash. Well, and then uh, which leads me to another one of my favorite parts. But um, not because I like that that they killed Wash. But I'm a leaf on the wind. Watch how I soar. The no, that's it's, it's, it's letter. It, it's uh, anyways. You know, talking about resting bitch face and yeah. resting bitch voice. 
you know, it's like, Zoe, you're right, this is a bad idea, thanks for saying, <laughs> you know, you know. All right, armor's dented, <laughs> you know, just just total droll. I just got shot, <laughs> you know. But um, the, one of the things, one of the brilliant parts, and, and Joss Whedon didn't even realize he'd done this, was at the end of Serenity. When they're talking about she's banged up some, but she'll fly true. Mm-hmm. Zoe was talking about herself. Yeah. At the end of Serenity, you know. Um, she wasn't talking. She was talking about the ship, but she was talking about herself. Yeah, you know, and it was. Joss didn't realize that they were having that conversation. Yeah, you know, until they talked to him about it afterwards. Right. You know, and when you when you go back and you look at it, and you're realizing, yeah, that's, you know, that's uh, Gina Torres and Nathan Fillion taking that to the next level, and having two conversations at the same time. Well, with all the banter and you know quippitude and whatnot in the show there's a lot of subtext a lot of subtext between the you know the dialogue between the characters and you know um, well just a lot of the lines really yeah i mean we've got that whole friendship between zoe and mal you know which you hardly ever see between male and female characters I, I, I like that they managed to do that and do it unapologetically, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of shows and movies are just like, oh, well, we feel at some point they have to have some sort of romantic thing. They'll and, get together eventually. And that was part, I feel like that's part of the brilliance of Whedon going, sticking to his guns and going, no, she's going to be already married to this other guy yeah. just from the word go. And, there's and never badly in love with him. Yeah. yeah, happily married. Yeah. And it will never, like, there's not even a shot that that's going to happen. And they just establish that right away. And then because in the official opening, not the, you know, crazy. Mm. Hey, let's watch episode four first or whatever. Whee! Whatever yeah. train job was, um, yeah, three was actually, four. three or four. Yeah. Anyway, um, they establish that because the first thing you see is them fighting in war together. They think they're going to die, and they think they're about to live yeah. their last moments together. Yeah. And it's just a very obviously platonic bond. Yeah, there's no tension there. They are war buddies. Yeah, yeah that's they all they are. And, and war stories really establishes that. War Stories really establishes how Mal is a leader. Because mm-hmm. he right. keeps Wash from breaking that whole time by keeping him, you know, keeping him focused on something. Pissing him off. Pissing him <laughs> off, keeping him focused on something other than where they are. Um, and, you know, deflecting a lot of the, a lot of the abuse onto himself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, you know, and then when Zoe comes in and is like, I'll take him. What, yeah, without even gonna, thinking. Yeah, you thought there was going to be a choice. <laughs> you know, you thought you were going to make me choose. Yeah, <laughs> which really took the wind out of Nishka's sails. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, and then you're going to have to choose him. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like you thought you were going to have your little Riddler Batman Forever moment. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's my. Yeah, no, he's my husband. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, did you want to finish? <laughs> that's part of what I liked about Niska, though, is that despite that, he still was like, well, let's up this a little bit more. Wait, I haven't given you enough. Take it here, too. Take it here, too. Yeah. But, you know, and the thing is, is that Zoe. The whole reason she took Wash was because the only person who could pull off getting them back there. Yeah. Or so she says. Also because uh, Mal could have survived waiting for them to rescue him. Right. Well, yeah, he's a lot more... uh, Let's be honest here. (laughs) Wash is soft. Yeah. Yeah. Let's also be be honest here. 
Mal can't die. You know why? Pot armor. Because he is so very, very pretty. pretty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you know, the thing is, yeah, you're looking at it in terms of, okay, how am I going to get back here? I need the best damn pilot in the verse. You know, and he can take it. Yeah. You know. And Wash is the best damn pilot in the verse. Wash is about as tough as the shirts he wears. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is, there's surprising depth to him. Yeah, there is. You know, because he was willing to go right back in there. There yeah. was never a, you know, a moment when they, you know, when they had to talk him into that shit. Right. You know, he got on the ship ready to go back. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. And, uh, you know, of course, I love books, you know, uh, lying to, to Simon. <laughs> I've never killed anybody before, and I'm pretty sure you still haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> is very great as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ron Glass was an amazing actor. I Indeed. Mean, Rest in peace. Yeah, oh, it's, a, man. it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, when you, yeah. It just... They, they... And that's the thing. Whedon has this ability to put people together who can work well so very well. And he's also yeah. just really good at, uh, you know, selling his vision... And deservedly so, it's a great vision, but you still have to convince people to become a part of it and become invested. Yeah. And Ron Glass, I, I heard about how, like, he wasn't he wasn't actually predisposed to any kind of, like, sci-fi type things. Right. But he just saw the pure quality of the script and the, yeah. and the vision, and was like, all right, this is yeah, really compelling, sign like, me up. I, I've, I've read the script, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. Well, and, and the other thing is, is that they made the Serenity set where the, the crew, you know, the cast wouldn't necessarily go back to their trailers. They would hang out on the set yeah. instead. Yeah. Between yeah. takes. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> I believe it was every... Every episode, if not nearly every episode, Nathan hid a little figurine of Han Solo and Carbonite somewhere on the set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a little scavenger hunt. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he continued that even in the castle. He would put a Firefly prop yeah, right. you know, somewhere yeah. on on the castle. Well, there's so many Firefly references. And yeah. yeah, eventually even dresses up as Mal. Yeah, dressing up as Mal. And then had I'm a space cowboy. Having Alan Tudyk <laughs> come on and Adam Baldwin come yeah, on. He had a season where he convinced them to let him bring in Firefly people throughout the season. <laughs> or the or the fact that he just happened to speak. Mandarin. Yeah. When did you learn Chinese? There's a show I liked when I was young. 2002. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, and then when the, the one where he shoots the gun out of the guy's hand, she's like, that was a great shot. I was aiming for his head. Yeah. <laughs> right. In the, I want to say it's the second Percy Jackson movie, mm-hmm. Nathan played Hermes, mm-hmm. and he uh, is bringing them some kind of thermos that's supposed to be magical, and it's got artwork on it from a TV show that he was fond of. And then they're like, what is this? Oh, it's from this t- TV show that I really liked. It got canceled too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Covered in Firefly paraphernalia? Yeah. yeah. Or did it, was it just, it, they didn't, they didn't, it didn't show. It didn't, well, it showed, but it wasn't specifically Firefly because we yeah. couldn't do it. Right. Well, yeah. Everyone knows. But it was a reference to Firefly. That's because, right. that's because <laughs> Fillion loved Firefly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and Alan Tudyk's whole con man Series, which yeah, we right. need to watch at some point. If you, yeah, yeah. I've seen the first. Season. I keep seeing being yeah. told I should watch it. It was it's was great. based on that entire premise, right? Show that you know it was canceled. Yeah. You know, too soon, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, the whole thing is based off of uh, a parodied version of him and Nathan. Yeah, having been part of a sci-fi show that was canceled too early, Nathan went on to be more famous in. 
which is really kind of ironic because yeah. now Alan Tudyk is yeah. getting more recognition. Yeah, the pendulum is swinging a bit in the other direction. Yeah, now, yeah. exactly. You know. Alan Tudyk is in freaking everything right now. Yeah. Including like ninety percent of our fantasy casting episode. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well he was in Dodge was it Dodgeball? Yeah, he was a pirate the Steve. Pirate. Yeah, pirate he was Steve, Steve the Pirate. Arr. <laughs> yeah. I just love the dejected look on his face where he's like, You're not a pirate and he's like, Oh he's so hurt. And yeah. like a little puppy dog. And see what you want about the uh, Transformers movies by his character in Oh god. I want to say it was the second one. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, he's one of those. He's one of those actors that transcends the material yeah. he's in. Yeah, he very frequently will be better than. I'm not that person. <laughs> and then his voice acting has like uh, Zootopia, and, oh. and Frozen. Who's made Zootopia? It's he was um, uh, Weaselton? Duke Weaselton, and in uh, Frozen he was Duke, Duke Weaselton, <laughs> and they mispronounce it in both. <laughs> and he so he corrects them in both. And then obviously Rogue One as K two. Yep. Oh, and a chicken named Hey Hey. And <laughs> Moana. Moana. Yeah. Because why not? Which he went to Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> the first, it's like a thirty second video, and the first like twenty of it, mm-hmm. it's him just. <laughs> and then he's collecting his stuff. Looks at the camera. I went to Juilliard. <laughs> and <then he> walks away. <laughs> Reminds me of. Uh, Spike Spencer's rant at the end of uh, at the end of end of Evangelion. Should check that out sometime. Or not the end of end of Evangelion. Sorry, but at the end of the series, Spike Spencer voices that Shinji. Um, getting off topic, I know. Um, <laughs> but did his whole rant about how the ending made no fucking sense because it didn't, <laughs> and he did it on mic. Uh, so it was included in an extra feature. I, I love extra feature. listening to like uh, <laughs> outtakes and stuff from voice actors. Like, have you guys heard? I'm not gonna focus on this, but have you heard the one from Thundercats? It's like outtakes from the oh, original show, the, the Newgrounds thing, way back in the day. I don't know if it was on Newgrounds, but it, it was an actual audio from. Uh, outtakes of the original Thundercat. You mean like the, it's like what the fuck is a saboflan? Yeah, yeah, that's the de- fuck yeah, is that's a solo new- flan. <laughs> yeah, that's the new. And Mumra saying, "I'd like to fill your tits, my dear." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff in that. It was awesome. Oh, <laughs> I should check that out. Yes, you should. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think um, Alan Tudyk also was an iRobot. Yeah, he was sunny. He was sunny. He was sunny. Yeah, I mean, it's just like man is fucking everywhere. You know. He was so well done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, but the thing is, is Firefly really paved the way for a lot of, a lot yeah. of things afterwards. Um, Gee, don't listen to that asshole. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> talking talk shit. Yeah, just talking <laughs> shit. Um, but you know, Jewel State goes on to be in um, um, Stargate Atlantis. Yeah. And several other things, I think. Um, Adam Baldwin goes in goes on to be in, in Chuck and like nothing else. Um, well, he's he's done a few other things. Uh, I'm sure he's, he's been. Do- he's yeah, I'm sure that he has done other uh, things. He's that that is his main credit, credit though. Um, yeah, where he played Jane. It's pretty much uh, <laughs> all all of the Whedon actors also look out for each other. Like if they're involved in something, they try to get their friends in on it too. <laughs> oh yeah, because like uh, part of this was Joss, and part of it was also. Uh, some of the actors involved in S.H.I.E.L.D., but they got Amy Acker to play the girl that Coulson had mentioned, the cello player that he mm. mentioned in Avengers. <laughs> yeah. 
That's Amy Acker. Uh, Fred in Angel. Winifred, the brainy girl. Not sure I've seen that much of Angel. She was start was from the be- the beginning. Was just uh, I think she started in second season. Second yeah, there's at least a couple seasons in. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean after yeah. they moved into the hotel. Yeah, I have not actually seen that much of Angel. Um, and then, I got burnt out on on Angel Buffy because I was trying to watch it all in one shot. Yeah. You should come back to it sometime. It's really good. I will. Just yeah. I think Angel was actually the better. Show. I need I need cooldowns between large because I watched the first five seasons of Buffy and the first like season and a half of Angel. No, I just need to binge it. Just yeah. watch it occasionally. Yeah, see that's what. But I, mean, I don't yeah. do just watching shows. I went back and forth between them because of the crossover. Yeah, I I, I watched yeah. it in the order as prescribed by the Watchers Council. Right. <laughs> Uh, Watchers cancel a little double entendre there. I know, right? It's yeah. kind of nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's just, and of course the you know that opening theme. I think I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Watching Firefly. Yeah, I have the Blu-rays. <laughs> I've got the, I've got the DVDs and I've got Blu-rays. Well. But uh, Ballad of Serenity. Yeah, I need I need no. to get I need to get my. I know what my, I'm doing tonight, which is watching a, bu- a bunch of it. Uh, I need to get my my uh, my uh, independence patch on my on my duster because I do have a coat of a brownish color. <laughs> I do too, actually. Just I'm not going to adorn it with anything because it was my grandfather's for World War Two. Right. Well, this is one I bought from Branson. So. Yeah. <laughs> not quite as much sentimental value. Indeed. Right. But I need to get cleaned up. Yeah, I just it hasn't stayed cold enough for me to wear my bigger coat. Yeah, <laughs> but it just. Firefly is is a, a cultural experience. It is a, it mm-hmm. is a it's like going through boot camp for a lot of people in the military. If you've been through Firefly, you know, <laughs> you've had your heart crushed in the same way by the a same communal series. experience. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, heart wrenching yet ultimately rewarding. Yeah, and there are support groups. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's uh, yeah, there is well, there is a uh, there is a fa- there is a fan film called A Faithful Companion out. I think it's in the, it's still in production, but there is a fan film out uh, called A Faithful Companion. Um, there are several fan films that are you know that are being done. I was reading on the wiki page. There was one that like continued the story after Serenity and actually got Whedon's blessing, and it was to raise money for charity, and it did like over a hundred k and you know yeah. charity donations. Yeah, if it were up to Whedon, anybody would be able to do just about anything with Firefly. But yeah, but since Fox is in charge of it. Yeah, they've been getting onto people just for being on Etsy trying to sell Jane's hat that they made themselves. Yeah, for God's sake. That's why you don't call it Jane's hat. Right. You call it a warrior's toque. Yeah, <laughs> or a, or a. Uh, you just pepper in all these hat. obvious. You have references. to. You have to make some slight alterations to it. Also, you yeah. make the bob. You make the bobs a little grouped down a little yeah. bit longer. Yeah, just it's like still that. retarded though. That yeah, or you change the you change the order of the color slightly. Like <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, no, no, it's not Jane's hat. The, the yellow portion is a, an entire millimeter wider. <laughs> and it's and it's entire it's two entire shades darker than the one on the show, and it's not cunning. It reminds me of uh, Vanilla Ice describing how his song is clearly different than Under Pressure. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you oh, know, no, there's this one ch- sound that's not in the original, so yeah. it's different, you guys. Yeah. The only the only <laughs> difference here is that one was you know sampling, and he was uh, and he was outright saying it was in sampling, and the other. Is very clearly making an homage, but just trying to not get fucked over by copyright law. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. 
But yeah, Fox Fox didn't know what they had. They shot it. They down. rarely do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what it's, all have they? How many things have they canceled that were good? Undeclared. Uh, well, depend, if you consider it good, Family Guy was canceled twice by Fox and then brought back yeah. by fan demand. Yeah. Uh, uh, they told Fox was the ones who told Lucas to keep the merchandising rights to Star Wars because they didn't think it'd be any, any good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I'm just thinking Lucas like other like series that they have canceled. Oh, like jeez. Like. Uh, Dark Angel. Yes. God, the yes. Tick. Almost yeah. Human. Almost, Almost human. human. With our boy, Carl yeah. Urban. And that show was great, too. It was a great show. Which, uh, Almost, human. Almost yeah. human, yeah. 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 Another I'll, sci-fi I'll, show, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, the, the weird thing, uh, when you look at... Uh, that one sci-fi show with Kevin Sorbo, which was actually pretty good. Andromeda. Andromeda? Yeah. Well, they, and with uh, Dark Angel, they had... You know, do you know who who starred opposite Jessica Alba in Dark Angel? Uh, oh yeah, the guy that plays Wesley Rogue Demon Hunter, right? Wasn't he in there? Oh no, that's Alexis. Michael, uh, Weath- Michael Weatherly. Oh Tony yeah. on on NCIS. That's right. that's right. That was one of his early yeah. roles. Uh, and, uh, almost almost completely name? unrecognizable. Yeah. Compared My to my brain just fried. Plays Dean. Oh, uh, Jensen Ackles. Yes, he's in Dark Angel too for a while. Yeah, he was one of her. Uh, one of the other mutants. Who also got his Alec. start on. Was he Alec? Yes. He, I remember <laughs> the one that, that the one that when she got captured, he, she was supposed to mate with. She was supposed to uh, create. She was supposed to have a child with. I don't remember. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch Dark Angel. Fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mine is an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe Kevin Durant was in Dark Angel also. He was, I can't remember the name, but he had the dog face. Kevin Durant. Uh, you have to push me. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, as bad as it was, is X Men Origins. Uh, he was blob. I kind of liked X Men Origins Wolverine, to be honest. I didn't it wasn't too. bad. I had it was, a lot well, of issues, but it was it was bad, but it was fun. I feel like I I watched it in the theater. I enjoyed it in the moment, and then afterwards I felt dirty, and I'm like, that wasn't a very yeah. good movie. Speaking of, we do need to start wrapping up. That's pretty much what um, everyone said about the prequels. next week. We should talk about Logan. If you guys can manage to see it by yeah. next you, Monday, you, you I'll, I'll do my best. I shall do my best. Um, Homework. Yeah. <laughs> so see it. I might watch it again. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we should. Yeah, you know, we're, we're actually only about fifteen minutes into the second hour, but uh, it's getting around the time we need to, we need to wrap up uh, wrap up temporarily speaking. So <laughs> in the real world, yeah, <laughs> in the really real world here. So but yeah, I just Firefly I think holds a really special place in a lot of people's oh, yeah. for a lot of good reasons. Andrea, because I know you're listening, watch the freaking show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, the, you're, the, you're the one who like who, you're like the only person that likes our posts on Facebook and, uh, and, and, and you should watch this because we know you're listening to you know do something with it take it in a completely different direction we know you we have faith in you bring Wash back undo, undo the undo serenity you want to do a quick round table on you just what what do you think the show means to you what's the most important or most interesting aspect just something yeah, stands out as long as someone else starts. <laughs> okay. Your idea. All right, I'll, I'll volunteer <laughs> that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I um, I just think um, the um, the ideas that it presents and um, just the the way he kind of um, 
the, the way he makes the, the, the way Whedon makes the verse, I just, I think it's interesting um, because it works on so many levels. Um, people can get, uh, people can get many different things out of the show. And uh, depending on what their, you know, tastes and inclinations are, you can get a lot out of the show, like obviously all of us. Um, but, you know, it works as a Western, it works as a, as a, as a sci-fi, uh, it works as just a character study and, you know, um, uh, and then there's the more, there's the more political and philosophical aspects of it, which are just kind of interesting to me because I love that, um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of it in sci-fi, but a lot of, uh, a lot of sci-fi that, um, seems kind of cut and dry with like, here's the good guys, here's the bad guys, and here's the typical formula for the show. Like, it kind of eschews all that, you know? And I just think, um, you know, it's very memorable um, in how the, how the universe was kind of presented, you know? So that's, that's my big thing, is kind of the, the macro picture, despite it being such a character-driven show. Mm. Uh, so, like, what means the most to us? The, for me, it's really, it's the writing. Um... There is so the, the 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 way it was written the 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 diction the terminology the wordage used um, just made it so that was the thing that really entranced me about it yeah because to be honest it's a lot like Cowboy Bebop or Outlaw Star but live action um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing both of those are very good anime. But I have seen Firefly before in other in other formats, but the uh, but but the way it was written and the way it was acted sold it for sold it for me as opposed to it just being like oh it's this again okay I can watch this because I like the formula yeah because it is actually still formulaic just it's a different formula than like your Star Trek or your things along those lines yeah um so that's always kind of what I took away from it just. God damn the writing. That's a good point. There's so a good. certain tempo and cadence to it, and the 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 dialogue is a character all its own. Yes. Never before did bad grammar sound so good. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't it just? Ain't we just? <laughs> Ain't we just? <laughs> yep. Lucky. So. Because he wants four, to go last. Fourteen episodes, and you still managed to see every character at their best and at their worst, and how they handle it. Or at least right. their highest and their lowest. Yeah, right. Yeah. And at their highest and lowest, I think. The best and worst and highest and lowest. Yeah. And as a crew, you see them at their highest and their lowest. Right. And that's a lot to cover in 14 episodes, and it didn't feel like it was, like, too compact. Right. And it's, like it mentioned earlier, characters good character study on how people from different walks of life can all handle different situations. Right. Because yeah. there was, even though it was only 14 episodes, there is a lot more to remember in that 14 episodes than a lot of shows will have in a full season. It's, that's or seven or eight seasons. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Alright, Ben. You didn't want to go first. That means you have something profound to say. <laughs> Not really. No pressure. Get pointy. You need time to think. Come on. Poignancy. <laughs> I demand poignancy. Yeah. yeah. Words are my job. Um, Really, actually, Firefly came down to not so much what it was, but what it was about. Um, you know, and that was freedom. They were always looking for, looking to stay ahead, because you know one of the themes was always it's always it's getting like getting pretty crowded in, in my in my sky. Yeah, it was always you know that was the main theme. 
you looked at it, you know, you, you know, uh, from the first one, you, you end up on the drift. You know, if you, you depend on luck, you know, you end up on drift, you end up taking, you know, government jobs. Um, out of gas was perfect. I mean, it just, it really cemented it. It's why I call my car Serenity. You know, you have to look at her not for what she is, but what she can be. What's that, sir? Freedom. You take jobs. Couldn't, take be, couldn't freedom be a little bigger, though? <laughs> <laughs> and have less blind spots when you're backing her up? <laughs> Still, what's that, sir? No, what's that, sir? Oh, that, something must have been living in here. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I think that was what it was all about to me. Is Firefly was always about staying free, staying ahead of, mm-hmm. you know, um, staying ahead of being on the drift. Get a job, keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Keep flying. Keep flying. Yeah, and, and especially today, I think that's, for a lot of people, it, it just brings it down to, you know, yeah, keep flying. Just keep flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's us on the raggedy edge. Can't stop the signal, but we will have to put it on hold until next week. Uh, <laughs> yes. This has been Neil. Michael. The one true Ben. And Wookie. Yes. Because <laughs> for once, I'm going to interrupt you instead of, <laughs> instead of talking over you. Um, and we will talk to you next week on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by an apostrophe and the number 70. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by donating at our website, or at Patreon, at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought, you can't stop the signal. <laughs>